0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast, broadcasting live from Wheat Ridge, Colorado, the home of the champions. Today is October 19th, 2021. It is our 123rd episode, and today we're going to do something lighthearted, something fun. We will be going back to one of our favorite sources of content, quote sites, and we're doing an article from Parade.com, 101 funny quotes that will make you Lol. And they're all safe for work, is what this article is <laughs> entitled. How are you this morning?
1: I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful morning here in Colorado, and this will be a this will be a fun, lighthearted uh, uh, time together. I'm yeah, looking forward to it.
0: So, um, you know, the way this is set up is there's 101 quotes. We'll never get through 101 quotes. So I think that maybe I'll put up the thing on the screen, and we can look at the ones that they've chosen to feature in images. But if you see one in between that deserves a little recognition, we could point that out at the time. Does that sound good? Okay, yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, then let's just cut the crap and get to the <laughs> quotes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me uh, let me pull us up as well, sort of, so that you can see us looking at these quotes. There we go. That looks pretty good, doesn't it? That looks really good. I okay. like that. The first one we see is from Michael Scott, Steve Carell on The Office, where he says, "I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious."
1: <laughs> a little play on words there. Super uh-huh. little. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I think everybody is. Because they they try to look for something that's gonna, maybe there's there's got to be a reason why that didn't work.
0: Yeah. Know? I had a I had a friend in high school. He liked to smoke weed. And that was like his identity in high school, and so I saw him, you know, not too long ago. I'm like, "Yeah, are you still smoking weed because it's legal here in Colorado now." And He's like, "No, man, these days I only smoke weed super every once in a while," <laughs> I, and I thought that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> uh huh.
0: <laughs> it's sort of a similar thing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's just a little, just a little stitches. Yeah, which is a good play on words it's kind of like uh uh oh be nonchalant no i'm not going to be nonchalant i'm going to be chalant. Mm-hmm. so what does that mean i uh, you know we we're, we're used to to words but when we start breaking up the words
0: a lot of times we really don't know where they come from yeah i mean it makes sort of sense if you think of super as a prefix that's right super meaning a lot no i want a little mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, that may not be i don't know what i don't know about the word but that may not be a prefix. It may be just part of the, part of the word. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you want to do the next one?
1: Okay. Uh, this is by Mitch Hedberg. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're going, and hook up with them later. Love, Mitch Hedberg. Okay. <laughs> and then they start listing the ones oh yeah these then they start listing a bunch yeah then they have then they have a highlight
0: uh uh highlighted ones so i want to point out number four um halloween is the beginning of the holiday shopping season that's for women the beginning of the holiday shopping season for men is christmas eve isn't that the truth
1: yep i mean that that is a very good observation, which is probably true. By the way, that was very, very true for my dad. Yeah, he loved shopping. Right on. Huh? Sequire Christmas Eve, he'd go out, and they go, and he he want me to go with him. So I go with him Christmas Eve. I mean, I I did shopping way ahead of time. Christmas Eve, he'd go out, you know, and he goes, "Uh, they're out of everything. Well, what do you have left?" And he'll buy anything because he wanted to bring it in and give it to. To, to my mother. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that 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 was my dad right there. That was my dad. Right. Sequoia. Do you want to do this one? Okay. By Jack Handy. Uh, before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you're a mile away from them and you have their shoes.
0: There you go. I love Jack Handy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, one, he, he shifts from from this this sage saying to something extremely practical. Mhm. Yeah. Something literal. So something that, that that has has a deeper meaning to something that's that's extremely literal. Yeah, you got the shoes. I'm sure he said it better than I did
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, Will Farrell said, "Before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are."
1: <laughs> That's probably his his experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see their temper, you know. Well, Actually, there's a lot of truth to that, really. There
0: is. I mean, I think that, you know, a whirlwind romance and you get married really quickly, um, you probably haven't really dealt with a lot of adversity. And no. when things are going great, yeah, someone can be a great person. But when when the chips are down, you do see who they really are. And I guess... A slow internet is a minor annoyance, but. um, To see who they
1: are, which is really true because you don't, because when you're dating, your best foot's forward. You're trying to be nice and everything and says, oh, that's really, yeah, but you're not seeing the real person. Uh, You're seeing what the person wants to show you. Mm -hmm. And uh, the slow internet, that's probably something that he is extremely frustrated with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, says, okay, this is who I really am. I want to break this machine. But uh, yeah, you see who they really are. That's a good one. What's the next highlighted one? Um, You can read this one. Uh, Let me read number nine. Okay. This is kind of of funny. I like this. By Rita Rudner. I don't know who that is. She's a anyway, comedian from the
0: 80s. I think she was on L.A. Law.
1: I like this. I like this. I, I uh this is this is really true for uh, a marriage. Uh, I love being married. It's so great to find that one. It's so great to find that one special person you want to annoy for the rest of your life. <laughs> and uh, there's something. There's a lot of truth to that, really. Uh, when you find someone that they annoy me, but it's a type of annoyance that just makes you alive. It gives yeah. you life. I, I like that. It It's funny, but there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Anyway, so you want to read one?
0: Sure, I'll read this one. I mean, I'm not a big Ellen DeGeneres fan. So I'm... You know, I heard that she's a really mean, spiteful, hateful person. But... That doesn't mean she can't have a quote. Never follow anyone else's path unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. Then by all means, follow that path. Yeah, I mean, conventional wisdom is conventional for a reason. That's what she's getting at. Yeah. Um, But there is one in between here that I do want to point out. It's another one about marriage. Okay. Um, That... Oops, sorry about that. I'll mute my phone. By Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, wait. No. Where is it? Here it is. Number 18. Do you see it? Uh Uh-huh. I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her.
1: (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield is is the king of one-liners. Yeah. uh, Like that. Yeah. I mean... I see him on YouTube. And, oh my goodness, talking about funny quotes. He he's got a million of them. Yeah, just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and I think he just he's just he gifted. He just natural. He has a natural gift in that area of just one liners. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where he gets these things, but uh, it's true. I haven't spoken to, to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. He was he was talking. I saw him like. Uh, he says, uh, "My wife and I, we have, we have a cigarette after sex, and uh, I'm still in the same pack for ten years, and <laughs> she's up to three packs a day." <laughs> so he just has some really clever, clever. Anyway, shall we go on? Sure. Okay. Uh, this Stephen Wright. Let me do the Stephen Wright. Sure. Okay. Uh, someone asked me, if I were stranded on a desert island, what book would I bring? Uh, how to build a boat.
0: I like that one. It's practical again. Yeah.
1: Very practical. Very practical. And they probably wanted to think, want you to say something more deep and more philosophical. This no, I want to build a boat and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Rivers is the next one. Unless there's something in between.
0: I'm looking at what's in between and not saying anything. We're already 25. We'll be done in, in 40 minutes.
1: <laughs> we're jumping up. Uh, we're jumping over a lot of them, though.
0: Yeah, uh, Joan Rivers said, "You know, you've reached middle age when you're cautioned to slow down by your doctor instead of by the police."
1: <laughs> uh
0: huh. Joan Rivers was funny.
1: She was good. Yeah, she was good.
0: She hosted. She was the guest host of the Tonight Show. I remember when I was a little kid. Johnny Carson.
1: Yeah. Yep. These are some of these are pretty good. There's a lot of them here. Anyway, well, they quit. They quit having the. Yeah, what the hell? What's going on here? They quit uh, having pictures on them, so we have to... We have to choose? We have to to choose. We're going to have to choose these things now, David. Okay, let's see here.
0: Lots of quotes about marriage in the funny quotes. Have you noticed that? Like, look at number 28. Marriage is like an unfunny, tense version of Everybody Loves Raymond, but it doesn't last 22 minutes. It lasts forever.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, some of these are clever, but some of them are funny. Mhm. Yeah. Like Elise Goldie Hahn, the first wives club. There are only three ages for women in Hollywood. Babe, district attorney, and driving Miss Daisy. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's in Hollywood though. Yeah. I don't know, I I think when women get older they get better they just get wiser and anyway
0: this is a classic quote i saw a study jerry seinfeld i saw a study that said speaking in front of a crowd is considered the number one fear of the average person number two was death this means to the average person if you have to be at a funeral you'd rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy
1: (laughs) that's a good point Yeah, Lucille Ball and Fred Mertz, and I love Lucy. There's just two things keeping me from dancing in that show, Fred,
0: your feet. <laughs> See, the thing about those is that's like a piece of dialogue. It's not really like a quip. You know what I mean? Right. It, it takes it a two people.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a comeback.
0: hmm
1: But they should have a hundred hundred funny comebacks.
0: My question yeah. is this: This is Parade magazine or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was it published? January 12th of this year. You know that all these quotes are online somewhere. And you know that Parade Magazine just needed to put this out. It's like a clickbait article. And, of course, we're using it right now. We're use, we're piggybacking off of their work. But I imagine some intern or lower-level staffer at Parade did a quick Google search and just compiled all of these. And that's basically what we did to start this episode. But So I don't think... You know, they probably saw this. Oh, it's a, like a piece of dialogue from the show. Let's just include it. Whatever. We just got to get yeah, to 100. Whatever. We got to get to 101. Yeah.
1: I like 36, which is even anonymous. I like this. Common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. Mm-hmm. Which is probably true. They're very true with, with common sense. Yeah. And uh, the people that need it most. Well, that's how you know they need it most because they never use it. Uh, anyway. See, another one. 37's a dialogue about Coach. You know, yeah. Coach and Norm on, uh, on uh, Cheers. You know, Coach, how's the beer sound, Norm? Norm, I don't know. I usually finish before they get a word in. So uh, that's a dialogue. It's a good comeback. <laughs> yeah. It's a comeback. It's a comeback. But Norm always had funny comebacks. I mean, you can... A lot of the dialogue in uh, sitcoms and movies, uh, TV shows, uh, are just really funny one-liner comebacks. Mm-hmm. Like Norm on Cheers.
0: Ace and they're Vent- funny. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Jim Carrey. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just just wait longer.
0: This is me. I'm at a place in life when errands start to count as going out. It's true. <laughs> That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah, me too. says, I'm going to go out. What are you going to do? Uh run an errand.
0: Well, especially like after this last year, it's... Yeah. You know, like, I gro- think it's true for a lot of people this like, last year. It's like grocery shopping. That sounds fun. <laughs> Getting gas in my car. That sounds fun.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean... That's supposed to be funny, but it's true. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> this reminds me of—I'm not good at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? It reminds yeah. me of these Norm Macdonald videos I've been watching. Oh wow! And, oh uh, yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's a riot. And uh, Matthew Perry, aka Chandler, uh, that he was pitching sketches for Saturday Night Live when he was the host. And uh, they told Norm, yeah, well, we're going to have to get rid of one of your sketches that you've pitched because Matthew Perry wants to do a sketch where he does the Chandler voice. And it's like, what's that? And it's like, well, he calls it the Chandler voice. He talks like his character Chandler from Friends. And Norm MacDonald says, do you mean sarcasm? Does Matthew Perry think he invented (laughs) sarcasm? (laughs)
1: I think the king of uh, not, not so much sarcasm, sarcasm, true, but, but Norm Macdonald, it, it's, he goes way beyond sarcasm. He's a lot of times he's offensive, mm-hmm. but in a funny way. I mean, he just he just who he is. He doesn't he doesn't apologize. He, he doesn't apologize. He's just that's just who he is.
0: Here's all you need to know about men and women. Women are crazy. Men are stupid. And the main reason women are crazy is that men are stupid. George Carlin. (laughs) George Carlin. That's pretty clever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think, but I think that's uh, from the woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. You could, a lot of times you could turn that around. Yeah. Yeah. For between just change men with women.
0: Here's your boy. Number 46.
1: Huh? Really?
0: Your boy. Larry David. Larry David.
1: Yeah. I, I. Man, I identify with Larry David so much. What did he say? You read it. When I'm, in, when I'm in social situations, I always hold on to my glass. It makes me feel comfortable and secure, and I don't have to shake hands. <laughs> oh, man. That's so true. You, you just go, yeah, hi. Yeah? <laughs> you just kind of like toast them. You don't have to touch people. <laughs> uh I I I like well I don't know, Dave, you know, I like uh I incurb your enthusiasm a lot of what Larry David does in that. I'm thinking, I do the same thing. I totally identify with it, you know. Yeah. And there's some things that I do that, that he should have on that show, you know. Like people coughing in restaurants. <laughs> Are people blowing their nose in restaurants? Oh, geez, that drives me crazy. You know, they yeah. have this really gurgly cough, and then they blow their nose, and I'm trying to eat mashed potatoes. It just doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like They're... blowing your nose though. Sometimes, like if you eat spicy food, are you just supposed to like excuse yourself from the dining room to blow your nose?
1: Yeah, there's a restroom there. Yeah, go 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 into the restroom and and tidy up. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do it over the food. Anyway, especially the the gurglings. Anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm still worried. I go out in public, and people they have a nasty cough, and it's like, what the hell? Like, why aren't you home? I don't know. I was in a restaurant the other day. Not the other day. A long time ago.
1: And this person was clipping his nails at the at the table. Said, <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Have yeah. you seen that video of Rudy?
1: Rudy Sha- Giuliani
0: shaving. At the table in the airport. No. Oh wow. Let's try to let's try to pull up that clip, why don't we? What do you say? Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) All right. I got to uh, remove us. Here we are. Here's some stills of it.
1: Wow, that was good, Dave. You found it quick. Look at that. He's shaving at the dinner. Oh, my goodness. Rudy Giuliani shaving while eating soup.
0: (laughs) Wow. You know, I think that he's uh, tarnished his legacy a bit, don't you?
1: He has, and he had a good one back in, you know. 2001, 2002? He did, yeah. Because he did some good things back then, but then, that's just a really good, that's a good point. A lot of times, good people can do bad things, and crazy people can do good things every once in a while, so, and he did a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, he was good at 9-11 and uh, 2001, but since then, he just, you know, his true colors came out.
0: So moving so, on to the quotes, here's some advice. At a job interview, tell them you're willing to give 110% unless the job is a statistician. Adam Gropman.
1: <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, man. Or, is, or don't give them a forecast unless you're, unless you're, I mean, never, never get, what do you predict? Well, never give a prediction if you're going to be a
0: weatherman. Because it's not going to be right. Right, David, right, the weatherman's always wrong,
1: yeah, the weatherman's always wrong, I mean, because, in other words, oh, you have a twenty percent chance of rain. It's never gonna be twenty percent, it may be eighteen, it may be twenty five it may be five, it may be fifty, but it's either rain or it doesn't rain. it's a zero one thing,
0: mhm, anyway, either it rains uh, or it doesn't, it's always fifty fifty right.
1: <laughs> it, 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 that's right they, they should always say oh you have a 50 50 chance of rain either it's gonna rain or it's not <laughs> yeah there's only two outcomes here mm-hmm. when it comes to rain there's only two outcomes it either well rain or it won't rain so he has a 50 50 chance so the weatherman should never say anything other than 50 50 chance uh-huh and if it rains then that's the 50 percent that rained if it doesn't rain, that's a 50 percent of it doesn't rain. So if he says it's a 50-50 chance, he's, he's always right. Yeah. No matter what the weather. Hey, I've... they got one highlighted here for you, David. Groucho. Groucho,
0: Martins. you wanna read it?
1: Oh yeah. Uh let's see. I never forget a face, but in your case, I'll be glad to make an exception.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh,
1: go go for a Groucho. He was he was I the uh, Marx Brothers, all of them, were very talented. And just remarkable. Uh, when you, a lot of the comedians back then were very, very good. Mm-hmm. And like, like uh, Charlie Chaplin was was very, very gifted and talented and intelligent. He did a lot of other things other than just comedy.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating because the people that are the comedic stars in movies, especially, and you go back and a movie's ten years old, like, and it's. Not funny, but it was hilarious 10 years ago. Uh, there's, the, you know, timeless comedy. It's it's difficult. It's difficult to sort of have your finger on the pulse because I think comedy sort of reflects the times so much. Um, I
1: think there's, there's different types of comedy. There's different types of humor. I think uh, the highest humor, the deepest humor, the longer lasting humor is humor uh, observing things that don't change. Like mm-hmm. you said, that's timeless. Uh, but other things are very, very, uh, uh, timely, very temporal, uh, very socially, uh, embedded. And, and those don't last, those don't last at all, especially when you hurt people or when you talk down to people or you make fun of people. And that's to me, I don't think that's really good humor unless they deserve it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I also think, you know, humor doesn't have to be high brow to be timeless. So, oh, crap. I had my guitar plugged in. There might be a little bit of, uh, you know, hum Crossover. hum for the whole episode up until now. Oh, well. Um, when you think about some of the stuff that is timeless, slapstick is timeless. Uh, slapstick humor oh. is timeless. The thing is, what would you rather watch again? Um, a Charlie Chaplin movie or a Buster Keat movie or, or Jackass number two? I've seen Jackass number two ten times. And it's because it's slapstick humor. It's people getting hit, people falling down, you laugh. And I would never go back to two and a half years ago and rewatch a Seth Meyers Closer Look, where he's talking about the Trump administration and cracking jokes. I would never watch a daily show from four years ago where they're talking about the news of the day and cracking jokes about it. But I will watch a slapstick comedy piece from four years ago. I'll watch a slapstick comedy piece from 80, 100 years ago. Because that's timeless humor, and it's not highbrow. It's people getting hit in the face with a pie, people getting squirted, <laughs> you know, um, squirted with a seltzer bottle. But it's funny. It's still funny. So I think the humor doesn't have to be intelligent to be timeless. Well, if it is,
1: well, to me, if it is timeless, and you know, I think it's good humor. Mm-hmm. Good humor, and uh, you know, if it makes people laugh. Uh, if they laugh for the right reasons, you know, you're not hurting anyone. And those people are hurting themselves uh, in order to make people laugh. And sometimes it's like like you're going out there. You're doing the thing. You're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're taking the shot in order to make people laugh. And that's to me, that's that's laudable.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a Dave Barry quote. That's it's for you. For me, you want me to read it? 54, yeah.
1: My therapist told me the way to achieve true inner peace is to finish what I start. So far, I've finished two bags of M&Ms and a chocolate cake. I feel better already. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's true. If I start, if I start <laughs> a whole. Family bag of M and M's. I need to finish it because that's what my doctor said. Mm-hmm. My therapist said I really need to finish it. And if I start a chocolate cake, you really can't stop. Or if I start a bag of chocolate chip cookies, you know, I really can't stop in the middle. That's 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 not why. That's not that's not psychologically healthy. I need to finish the whole bag. If I start a half a gallon of ice cream, I really can't stop. I gotta eat the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Right. F- finish what you start.
1: That's right. So, let, yeah, let's, we're doing good here, David. Yep, number not, 60.
0: 60. El, Ellen again, accept who you are unless you're a serial killer.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you feel like a serial killer, though? Like.
1: I they, think they would accept who they
0: are. Yeah, I mean, is there some sort of, accept, I mean, she's saying don't accept that. If that's who you are, don't be that person. So you're saying there's a line at that point.
1: Well, really, to me, I don't know, that, <laughs> that saying doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're a serial, serial killer, the whole reason you're a serial killer is that you're accepting it.
0: Yeah. If you
1: didn't accept it, you wouldn't be it.
0: Yeah, but... What if you are a serial killer who hasn't serial killed yet? Then you're not a serial killer.
1: Yeah, because serial killer is not is what you do, and what you do come from who you are, and who you are, you've accepted that, then you do it. <laughs> I it d- doesn't make sense to me. I I have a little trouble with understanding what she's taught. Talk- I she try. I think she's trying to be funny.
0: She's trying to be funny.
1: You know, it's kind of like accept who you are, but oh, serial killers are bad. Well. Yeah, they are, but doesn't make sense that it, it, it doesn't. You can say it better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure there's better say sayings in this, like like Shelly, Darling to Anna Fair. Oh, Anna Ferris, the house money. Instead of the mahi mahi, may I just get the one mahi because I'm not that hungry. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good one. You know, I just want a half a mahi. I don't want a mahi mahi. Oh, Robin Williams. Here I you like go. him.
0: Why do they call it Rush Hour when nothing moves?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. He, he was good. He was good.
0: hmm
1: And he was a nice guy from what I understand. I, know I didn't know him. But I, I think he was a super nice guy. And I think he was just really helpful to everybody around him. It's really sad. Yeah, we lost him. Okay.
0: Where are we? See, this is a piece of dialogue, but it's funny. Police officer. Pull over. Harry. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that's... See, now that's... Oh, Dumb and Dumber. Harry Den. Der, 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 yeah, that I like that. It's kind of, You know, it's like, uh, Shirley, you jest. No, I do not jest. Don't call me Shirley.
0: That was earlier uh, on this list.
1: Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely you jest. No, I do not jest and don't call me Shirley. But the point is, it's just double meaning. Those kinds of things are, are vaudeville or are vaudevillian humor, which uh, I, I like. Maybe I grew up hearing it when I was a kid, but I like that stuff. It's funny. It's, mm-hmm. it's clever. It's witty. It's not so much funny as it is witty. And witty is funny. I think you can categorize humor david you you can categorize humor in different compartments and 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 have a taxonomy of humor yeah and i and i think uh, you know like uh ronnie dangerfield he has a bunch of one-liners you know he'll say something and they'll clarify it and the clarification is funny you know uh you know like uh take uh uh take my wife please you know that just changes the meaning Mm
0: you know uh, 71. You want to read that one?
1: 71. Mark Twain. Okay, he's good. I like Mark Twain. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow just as well. It's
0: <laughs> <That's> good advice.
1: <laughs> that, I think that's that's most people in in that's most people in uh, in the world. Never put off no, Never put off till tomorrow. What you can do the day after tomorrow just as well. <laughs>
0: Meme attributed to Shaquille O'Neal. I can't end my messages with love, Shack" because the B-52s ruin that for me.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: The B-52s are the band that did the song Love Shack. Love oh. Shack, baby, love Shack. Oh.
1: See, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that Shaq is funny I like I like Shaquille O'Neal he's he's a he's a funny guy he's a nice guy
0: I want to pull up uh let me see if I can do this Shaq at a rave it's awesome
1: Shaq in a rave oh
0: Here it is. I found it.
1: Oh, good. This is Shaq in a in a rage. At a rave. <laughs> oh, at a rave. Okay.
0: Are you ready? Yeah. So like a rave is like an EDM concert with a really loud music. We'll full screen this. Um, I won't play the music just because I don't know if it's copywritten and. Uh, but we're gonna see Shack on screen. If you're listening to this via audio, tough luck. So here's the rave. There's Shack. You see him?
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> he's going for it, man.
1: Oh, he's he's with the crowd, and I think the tallest person around him is that it is it is his elbow. He's like twice you know? the size of the
0: bouncer. He's the, crowd, the here's, si- see the crowd control security guard there.
1: Uh, yeah, he's like twice the size of that guy.
0: <laughs> Go, shag. That's he's a, so funny. That's a cool clip, don't you think? that is right
1: in front he's right in front he's like he's not head and shoulders he's head, shoulders, chest and stomach above everyone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's a huge guy but he's a nice guy, he's a funny guy
0: my husband and I fell in love at first sight, maybe I should have taken a second look ain't that the truth with (laughs) Mia Farrow you know her story right
1: yeah I do Yeah, married married Woody
0: Allen and Woody Allen ended Uh up marrying the daughter, like yikes that's a yikes. Yeah. It's going to be a yikes from me, dog.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Yeah, me or That So now that saying uh, has a lot of impact when you look at who said it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it that
1: brings meaning to it.
0: The interesting thing is she said that in a Woody Allen movie that he wrote.
1: Oh, really? He She's saying content.
0: his words. And it's like, couldn't it be more true? I think that people deep down... They know who they are. I Maybe mean, like when Keith Ranieri was telling uh, that one guy like he wanted to do a movie about this guy that controlled other people and he was really a terrible person. And it's like he was talking about himself, you know. Um, not like, like
1: What was that reality show and it says he's manipulating you? Mm. And really that's exactly what he was doing.
0: Yeah, are you the one? Or was that it? Classic you show.
1: Know? Yeah, he was he was telling this, this girl. He's manipulating you. And he had his hands on her face and his face in front of hers. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing to her. He was saying what he was doing. And, like... and when you saw it, you knew what he was doing. And then he was saying this other guy was doing what he was doing. It just you know, don't be dumb.
0: Um This is like the type of humor that like I don't relate to at all. Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare. They're consumed in 12 minutes. Halftime 12, takes 12 minutes. This is not a coincidence. It's like trying to be clever. Oh, I didn't have it up. Don't like it.
1: Thanksgiving, it takes 18 hours to prepare. They're consumed in 12 minutes. Halftimes take 12 minutes. What's halftime?s You mean halftime?s At
0: the game, yeah. Sporting sporting events. It's dumb. It's it's a dumb quote. But if you have a family that's football crazy or whatever, then maybe it makes sense to you. It's just it doesn't. It's not relatable to everyone.
1: That's what she's saying. That, yeah, that you get Thanksgiving dinner. They're going to eat it at halftime and go back to it. They'd rather watch football than they would eating the dinner that took eighteen hours to prepare. Yeah, that that is kind of s- cynical, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't do that. No. I don't, I, 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 I start what I finish. When I start eating, it, it takes a long time for me to quit. I don't
0: care about football.
1: Uh, I don't like watching it. I like playing it.
0: Number 80. It
1: oh, 80. Okay. Oscar Wilde? Yeah. Anyone who lives within their means? suffers from a lack of imagination (laughs) oh wow what do you think of that that's well I, i i there's different ways of taking that i think there's different ways of taking that anyone who lives within their means suffers from a lack of imagination living within your means you know is like i can't i can't enjoy what i have because i'm enjoying it too much you can take that different ways you know one you can say oh i need to spend more money no you don't uh living within your means doesn't really mean uh that it's not the money you spend it's enjoying what you have mm-hmm. you know and you just you don't have imagination of enjoying mm-hmm. what you have i don't know if what if that's what he meant by that but that's that's how i'm taking it see what i mean
0: mm-hmm I think it's basically like, I think what he's saying is you need to realize that at points in life, you need to throw caution to the wind. And um, if you make all of your decisions based upon exactly how much money you have and not how amazing a life you want to live, you're going to miss out on a lot of good times. Also, you know, I mean, if you want to take it a little more analysis, your means like not only is it your financial resources, but it's basically all of your resources. And so um, you never push yourself if you're living within your means. So you never really, I think, you know, you never really get to a point where you truly are living your best life if you're always calculating, what am I capable of? Let's shoot for below that.
1: Shoot for below that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. expand your horizons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get outside your comfort zone. I like that. I like that interpretation, David. I like that. Then this makes good sense. And this, this is a good saying, then. Yep. Yeah. People should have imagination when they live to say, hey, to enjoy life because there's so much out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this is the quote I can't relate to Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex in the City. I like my money where I can see it hanging in my closet.
1: <laughs> well, that fits Sex in the City because I. That's the opposite of the other one that we were talking about. It's all about what they have, their Mm possessions.
0: Now, I would say clothes and cars, to a large extent, I don't really equate those with having money because no one ever sold a car, unless it's like a collector car or something. But no one ever sold a car for more than they bought it for. No one ever sold designer clothes for more than they bought them for. And so it's sort of a sign of frivolous spending, whereas like a nice house or, you know, things that you actually invest in that appreciate in value, that's a sign of disciplined spending. So if someone has a Lamborghini and they're living in an apartment, I think they're doing something wrong financially.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they put their money, uh, they don't put their money where it appreciates, they put their money where it
0: depreciates. It's like a big sign that says, I don't understand how money works. (laughs) like a big sign like
1: sucker yeah
0: (laughs) there's a big sign right in the forehead. sucker
1: yeah that's kind of true
0: it's like if you take a look at the five most wealthy people in the world um you pull up pictures of them none of them are wearing gold chains (laughs) you know uh,
1: yes and another thing too the people who don't uh who have a lot of money but they don't spend it frivolously a lot of times they're happy they're mm-hmm. enjoying life and the people who spend the money they don't have and buy things that depreciate they're not that they're not that happy cuz they don't have enough things so be careful what you go for cuz you may get it and it's not what you think it was mhm there's my saying <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Anyway,
0: Uh, I think you should read the '86 Betty White because you like Betty White.
1: I like Betty White. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, People say, "But Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends." Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a
0: Ouija board. Got it. Because all of her friends are dead. They're all they're (laughs) all dead.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of because I I. Started back in the 70s drinking Dr. Pepper. And then I shifted to Diet Dr. Pepper. And I liked Diet Dr. Pepper. Well, you know, you should drink healthier things, you know, because it's a lot of artificial sweeteners and aspartame and all kinds of stuff in there. And I saw this YouTube of this lady, this old lady, uh, this elderly lady, this, I don't know, in her 90s or something. Uh, maybe Maybe she was over 100, but at least 90s. And uh, they were interviewing her. She said, yeah, my doctor said I shouldn't be drinking this. She had Dr. Pepper. I shouldn't be drinking this. This I think it was Dr. Pepper. It may have been Coke. Said, my doctor keeps telling me that I shouldn't be drinking so much Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I was. She says, because I drink it at 10, 2, and 4, three times a day. Because that was the advertisement back in the 50s and 60s. 10, 2, and 4 I have a Dr. Pepper for health reasons. It was just a carbonated drink. And they go, oh, wow, you know, and you're still doing it? Yeah, I'm still drinking it. He says, what do you, well, what does your doctor say about that because you don't quit? And she says, I don't
0: know. He died. Mm-hmm. He outlived the doctor.
1: Outlived the doctor. I
0: mean, the doctor the could have gotten is, hit by a bus, so.
1: <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. The point is, you know, you, 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 just, re- you just need to live life and enjoy it, and uh, how long or how short you live, you don't know how long or short you're going to live, I think uh, the time you got, you just need to enjoy it as much as you can, some people have a long time, some people don't, you just have to enjoy the time you do have, because we all are given our own, our own time, my time is not your time, it's all different, mm-hmm. and uh, just enjoy it, so yeah that was a good quote by Betty White.
0: Um Let's go to 93. We're almost done here. Wow. Outside we of could a, this
1: ag- We could do this again and not and not do the same ones.
0: Yeah. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Groucho Marx. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can anyone from from uh, a a saying to something very literal, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Gr- Groucho was really good at that. He was a genius at that. I like Groucho Marx. I like him. He, they were The Marx brothers were funny.
0: Uh, Jack yeah. Whitehall. I'm sure wherever my dad is, he's looking down on us. He's not dead. He's just very condescending.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And why don't we end with number 100 and then conclude the episode? Do you want to read it?
1: homer simpson okay homer simpson's the symptoms homer says trying is the first step toward failure
0: <laughs> i like that quote Sp-
1: spoken like a... T- well that's true i mean that's the first step toward failure that's how homer sees it you know mm-hmm. and uh and you should always take that first step because you it could be success it could be failure but it's all it's a first step towards success, but it's also the first step towards failure. Uh-huh. So he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But look at this, David, at the bottom of this. Want more great quotes? Check out. Did you see at the bottom there? Yeah. Funny quotes, funny words, good morning quotes, wedding and marriage quotes, Friday quotes, Monday motivation quotes, Winnie the Pooh quotes. So let's do this again with with other types of quotes. Maybe... Maybe dialogues, maybe sayings, maybe whatever. Let's do this again sometime.
0: Okay, yeah, this wasn't our best quote episode, but it was a quick one, and it was fun to do.
1: Oh, it's it's relaxing. It's relaxing to... uh, Well, actually, it was funny because this was 101... Was it funny quotes? Let's see. This is funny quotes. Well, which brings up a really good point. Who defines funny? You know, who says they're funny, mm-hmm. like funny to one person may not be funny to another person. And so that's really that's really uh, a gutsy to do that. It's really uh, to say these are funny. Well, they're not going to be funny to everybody. So I think that uh, we can probably find quotes that are funny to us that may not be funny to them. Mm-hmm. You never know. But one thing for sure. It's good. It's healthy. To, uh, to laugh mm-hmm. and if you're laughing with someone or you're laughing at something, uh, it's just it's just healthy to laugh. Yeah, it's good. So, and so this is a good a good time together David.
0: Uh-huh it was fun and it's a, another episode in the books episode 123. Uh, so we'll 123. be back on Thursday. Yeah, we will. Um, We'll have something to talk about then. But until then, enjoy yourselves, everyone. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube.com. Sons of Sequoia, that's S-E-Q-U-O-Y-A-H. Is there anything you'd like to say before we leave?
1: Yeah, Sons of Sequoia, we say keep on talking, but listen more than you talk, and try to understand what the other person is saying.